So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about... uh. And dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents Podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast. Right after that, you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast. Once again, go over, subscribe to the My Two Cents Podcast. New episodes every Monday, just like this podcast. Now let's get back to the show. What's up, y'all? It's me, Ernest, or you love Ernest, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. So, as you can see from the title and the thumbnail, this is the review for Sound of Freedom, um, a really great movie that I saw, although I just gave y'all my thoughts away, kind of. But I know I spoke about the backlash that this film got. Um, or some of the backlash that the film was getting. And within that speech, I did say that I was going to watch the film myself, make my own judgment of the film and not just read bogus headlines from bogus articles that didn't necessarily say much of anything. I'll get into that uh, during the review. Um, But I didn't just read headlines and articles and watch CNN to formulate my opinion on a movie I have not seen. I decided to go watch the movie myself and make my own opinion as I said I would. Now, I do want to apologize for two things. Number one, if you hear the noise in the background, you know people cutting grass. I think I heard sirens earlier. I heard kids, you know, being kids, it's summertime, (laughs) you know, um, I could close the window and hopefully that will alleviate some of that noise. But at the same time, I kind of want to keep the window up because one, I'm liking a natural light in this room and I'm liking the natural air, the natural breeze. It's a beautiful day outside as it is most summer days, but it's a nice, beautiful, it's not too hot. Um, Nice little breeze going on. Um, If you were in this room, you would feel it. But I'm just describing to you what I feel. And thus, the reason why I want to keep the window up. I will try to speak loud enough, louder than the person cutting grass. um, Or at least speak closer to the microphone, (laughs) you know. Um, But, uh... Yeah, that's that's apology number one. You and I, I hear a plane going by, so you might hear a plane going by. It sounds crazy outside. A lot of things going on right now, but we're gonna ride it out. 
or fly it out. I'm I'm sorry, that was a corny plane joke. But um, anyways, that's my apology number one. Apology number two, I don't want to keep apologizing for this, but I still want to at least give those an explanation as to why the late upload. You're hearing this likely on a Sunday if you're hearing it for the, you know, well, not for the first time, but when it initially dropped. Um, last weekend, I was super busy with work. Um, I was actually doing some catering. <laughs> now, that's not my usual work, but I was asked to help out and I got paid to do so. And that lasted all of the weekend, literally Friday through Sunday. Um, and those were all day events. And I don't mean 24 hours all day, but they were like 16, almost, yeah, like 16 hour days or so. Um, and I forgot, I, I got another announcement to make. Um, but there were, there, there were long days that I was doing that. And well, I made more money doing that than podcasting. So therefore, I decided to do that. And that's why. <laughs> I was not able to give you a podcast episode for the Monday that just passed. And now is the time, uh, as I'm recording this, I'm giving you this episode. But also, I do have an open weekend this weekend. I, uh, there's no events, nothing else. So I can sit down and hopefully talk louder than the person cutting grass. But... Um, I can actually sit down and podcast and give y'all another episode tomorrow. Tomorrow being the day after this episode drops. So I that was my plan. It was, okay, I missed, you know, Monday. But let me give them this review of the movie and then have, you know, I guess a regular episode of the Earnest Thoughts podcast uh, be released the next day. So that is the plan. All right. Disclaimer number three or whatever. Um, I have a call in the next nine minutes now or should have a call. So if it cuts off or if I if I stop at any moment in time, it's because I'm at a call now via editor magic. And let's see how it works out. If, If it works out to the point where it seems very seamless, then obviously. The call, you know. I just wanted to let y'all know just to be transparent because that's how I am. It's the type of podcast I am. You subscribe here. You already know how transparent I am. All right. Um, if the noise up behind you is bothering you, I'm sorry. Not, like I said, I really do not want to put down the window right now. Um, you know, hopefully by the time I get off the phone, um, they're gone. Cause it's not that much damn grass out there anyway to be cutting. It seems like every foot. Ooh, ooh. All right. Let me at least start the. <laughs> Let me at least start talking about my experience with Sound of Freedom before I go off. So before I talk about this movie per se, I want to paint y'all the picture. Because remember, this was touted as a movie. A right wing, uh, a conservative propaganda movie or right wing propagandist movie, right? That's how it was touted by the movie's naysayers. So I want to paint you a picture I think that is very interesting. Um, 
and I need to follow my notes. I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know how it is at this point. But I want I do want to paint y'all a picture of what my experience, me being a black man, <laughs> me being a, an observant black man. I want to paint y'all the experience that I had and, and it, uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, by the way. I got to make the location clear because we because I think it's going to add to the the I guess the hilariousness of, I guess, my experience as opposed to the backlash that this movie got. Right. But before I do that, I do want to think I have it in my notes. Let me follow my notes. Wrote these notes for a reason. Right. I do want to thank Angel Studios slash Adam. Now, Angel Studios is the Christian based studio that made this movie. I want to thank them uh, not only just for their hard work, but I got a free ticket to watch. I got a free viewing to watch this movie. I'm going, I'm going to make that clear now. Now, I'm going to make it also clear that I have positive things, mostly positive things to say about this movie. And it has zero to do with the fact that I did not pay for my ticket to watch this movie. Right. And shout out to Adam. Adam is, you know, like, you know, they they they're the ones that provided the ticket. Angel Studios paid for the ticket. But Adam is, you know, the ticket provider. Right. So shout out to Adam as well. Um, but Angel Studios, and I still think that they're doing the deal right now, to my knowledge. Uh, you might, you, I will suggest you find them on social media, and um, you find them on so find Angel Studios, okay? Angel Studios. Let me say that louder because the guy seems like he's for some reason, right? Guy cutting grass and shit. Angel Studios. That's what their their name is. You can look them up. You don't even have to look them up on social media. Go on your your favorite search engine, look them up and find out their contact information, their website and everything. And you will find you might find that they're still doing a deal to give free tickets for for you to view this movie. This wasn't like some exclusive. Oh, you're a podcaster. You're a socialite. We're going to give you a free ticket. It was no. Even if I had to pay for it, because it was only like $10, dollars $11, I would have paid for that. But I saw that, again, when I was looking up at this movie, um, it was actually one of those promoted ads that you see on, on Twitter that no one asked for. But this time it was actually useful. And I'm like, cool. Yeah, of course, I'm going to take advantage of this. I want to see this movie. So, of course, if I could see it for free. I'm going to take advantage of that. So that's what I did. I still think that they're doing that. Every time I've seen the ad, I've retweeted it on my timeline so people can see. But at the end of the day, it's really up to you whether you want to see it or not. Um, I only do so because if you're like, oh, I want to see the movie too, but I don't get the money to it. I didn't want to pay to see it because what if I don't like it, I may be mad. Well, you, you, I've been retweeting links from the official Angel Studios account that is telling you you're, 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 that is telling you we'll give you a free ticket if you go see it. So it's really up to you. My Twitter and the link in the description box below as always. So you can go over, follow me and look for those retweets. You can go on Twitter yourself and follow Angel Studios and, and 
again, check their website out and all that. But I do want to thank them nonetheless, not just for making this film, but for the free ticket. All right. But as I stated before, a free viewing is not it, they didn't buy my my positive opinion. My opinion was going to be what it is, because that's just who I am. Is there's artists, there's people, there's what for the My Two Cents podcast, a ton of albums I ended up getting for free. And I still gave an honest, raw opinion. And this is for anybody out there, whether you're a musician, and this is for the My Two Cents podcast, really, but whether you're a musician, record label, or movie studio, anybody that wants me to review something, you are coming to me expecting honesty. If you're coming to me and you want my opinion on something, you're going to you're doing so with the expectation of an honest review, not not speak about this, speak about that, because there have been people who've tried that in the past and it's going to be a no. And now if there are certain things you want me to pay more attention to, that's different than just saying, how about you speak more positively about this and you can share your honest thoughts about the other stuff. But I really want you to know. If there are things you want me to pay more attention to, again, I will make sure I am more cognizant of those things during my review of whatever you want me to review. But if you're coming to me, if you contact me, you're coming to me knowing that he is going to give his honest, his God's honest review of what he feels about whatever we're asking him to review. And that might be favorable. That might not be favorable to our product our art, our whatever. Simple as that. So now that that's out the way, and I might get the call because <laughs> it's 1059 right now as I'm recording this. So I'm going to hit pause and then maybe do some editor magic. Maybe not, but I'm going to hit pause right now and then I'll get into painting the picture of my experience of watching Sound of Freedom, The Sound of Freedom. Stay tuned. All right, we are back. So as I was stating before, let me paint the picture of my experience because I think it's important. <laughs> it's important to do that because of the backlash, simply because of the backlash. I won't do this for every movie review per se. Um, just it felt very fitting and very, yeah, it felt very fitting for this one. So as I stated, and you may have heard that episode where I talked about the backlash this movie got, um, again, it was touted as this right-wing conservative propagandist movie, right? So when you think about right-wing conservative propaganda, you think of a certain type of people, a certain age range, range, maybe a certain religion, or not even maybe, you will, you do think of a certain religion, but certain people, certain uh, race of people, (laughs) maybe uh, certain regions, you know, of the United States. Um, But you think of that, certain economic backgrounds as well. You think of all of that, voting habits, all of that. You think of that. Well, I'm here to tell you that your thoughts might surprise you. You might be surprised, (laughs) you know? So painting a picture. I'm a black man here in Boston, Massachusetts. 
Boston, Massachusetts is one of those places that is liberal on the outside, but very conservative. Well, not very conservative, but not really as welcoming to two niggas on the on the inside um, and outside. Uh, but nonetheless, Boston is supposedly a liberal state or liberal city in a supposed liberal state, right? Um, we'll get into Boston politics. I've talked about that plenty of times on this podcast, but I'll do a full in-depth conversation on that in a future episode, not this one, obviously. But Black Men of Boston, Massachusetts, that's where I saw this movie. I went into the theater, right? I saw it on Friday afternoon. It was a 2.45 viewing or supposedly a 2.45 viewing. None of these movies start on time, by the way. But <laughs> I went, that was the time I didn't, I, I picked that time because it was the time on a Friday where I just felt like when it was, it wasn't the latest time, the latest viewing was like 10 something. And this is a pretty, it felt pretty long. It was not like a super long movie, but it did feel at times pretty long. And I'll get into that. But nonetheless, I didn't want to view it as early as 10 a.m., but I also didn't want to view it as early as 10 p.m. So the 2.45 one just made the most sense to me. So I went there, 2.45, sun is still out, nice Friday afternoon. Kind of nice like how I'm recording this on a Friday right now, but I think it was hotter. It's a lot hotter two Fridays ago than it was today as I'm recording this. Um... So I went there and one of the first ads that I see <laughs> when I'm walking to the theater is, you know, an army ad uh, trying to get people to join the Navy, join the army for the endless war that America is always in. Right. Um, so I was like, oh, this kind of fits with right wing propaganda or conservative propaganda, especially the respect the troops or we love the troops type folks. They ain't lying like they like a mug, but I'm like, this kind of does fit the narrative. I don't know. Maybe these maybe these critiques might be young on or something because I saw an ad for that, right? Um, but when I walked in there, the, I thought I had an entire theater to myself. It wasn't the case. Now, me personally, I always like to choose the back row, the last row in any movie theater. I don't want to be super close to the screen. I don't want to be halfway close. I want to be all the way back. The screen's big enough for me to see, plus I wear glasses. So I don't really need to be all up in the screen. And I just really like sitting in the back row in movie theaters, right? So I walk there. There's a gentleman back there already. Now, I was the second person, by the way. I thought I was the first and was going to be the only person to watch this movie. Not that I give a damn, because I actually do like having an entire theater to myself. It makes me think about uh, my dream house, and I'll probably talk about this or whatever. But my dream house, I want to have an in-home movie theater. So just whenever I have a movie theater to myself, it gives me visions of just that but anyways enough about me right now let's talk about my experience (laughs) let us not talk about my future let's talk about my experience or my past experience watching this movie so i go there a gentleman is there right this gentleman is an older black man 
right? Now, he's probably older than me by... He looked like he was probably in his, like, 40s, maybe pushing 50. So not that much. I mean, 10, 15, I would say, 20-ish years. Uh, So depending on if that's a lot of years for y'all, that's a lot of years for y'all. But nonetheless, he was older than me. He was back there. We sat a couple rows uh, apart. We both sat in the back row. But he was, like, in the center back row, and I was literally at the last seat. On the last uh, seat on the left in the back row, right? I believe it was H, um, if I'm not mistaken, as far as the letters go. But I was at the last seat, right? Now, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I was, I, I was at the seat that I chose. That's all I know. So it was just the two of us. Just the two of us. Now, let me stop. But no, it was really just the two of us. Me and this older black gentleman in the movie, for the first, I want to say, maybe 20 minutes, it was just us two. Um, so two black people. And I'm going to name races and genders uh, because, again, this is important as opposed to the shit that y'all were saying this movie was about, right? So two black men in this movie watching this movie, and we're the only two that pretty much seen it from beginning to end because again everyone else that showed up which i will get into everyone else that showed up showed up late (laughs) um uh, whether it was 20 minutes anywhere between 20 minutes to almost 40 minutes into the movie late but nonetheless it wasn't from beginning to end like myself and this gentleman so 20 minutes later one white lady and a black woman walk in together, right? I'm guessing they're friends. I don't know if they're a couple. I don't know. They obviously knew each other because they not only sat next to each other, but they were discussing while they were walking in. Uh, they watched the movie together. And they sat probably in like a two rows ahead of us, right? So they were almost in the back, but not in this super last back like me and this gentleman. But they were... Again, two rows ahead of us, right? Kind of sat, you know, in the same vicinity as him. No one was in like the far left, <laughs> like me. <laughs> the irony, right? A far left, me being on the far left now. Nah. But no one was on the far left. It was in the middle, right? But again, 20 minutes later, they walk in. So let's do let's do some math, right? This is supposedly a right-wing conservative propagandist movie. A right-wing conservative propagandist movie that supposedly has three black people in this movie theater now and one white woman. Two black men, one black woman, one white woman. Some time passed. And uh, more people come in. More people come in. Next, two more people come in. I'm looking at my notes because I wrote, I, I made sure I wrote this down. Two more people come in. It looks like a mother-daughter because it was an older black woman. The older black woman looked right about maybe around the same age, maybe a bit older than the older black man that I was sitting next to, a couple rows next to, but still sitting next to. People could have mistaken him for my father, Right. Um, he wasn't, 
But, you know, nonetheless, if people wanted to make that assumption, or make, they wouldn't have been too far off. Um, you know, as far as, you know, I guess, guessing age range or whatever, right? But it looked like th- these people were actually related, right? This older black woman with her, uh, with a younger black woman. This younger black woman looked to be, not, if she wasn't in her late 20s, probably early 30s like me. Nonetheless, she was with a black woman who looked old enough to be her mom. So not only, uh, again, you got two black men now. You have two black men, two black women, one white woman. White woman is the minority in this situation. In this movie theater right now, watching this movie. After that, another set of friends come in. And more women. It was a lot more women than men, by the way. I, the, the, to be real, the only men that were in the movie was myself, the black man that I was telling y'all about, and this white man who walked in earlier. I will get into that. But... And he walked in with his family, it seemed. Now, he it seemed as though it was him, his wife, their young daughter. Their young daughter looked probably like she was in her teens. She looked like she was, you know, a preteen. Uh, I didn't speak to anybody. You know what I'm saying? The only <laughs> I did, I made like eye contact with the the black woman uh the older black woman at the end of the movie and we kind of like spoke you know if you if you if you know you know how black folks can speak without verbalizing it and we kind of like you know had a had a had a moment right there but that was <laughs> that was the only person I spoke to within that theater um but before that white couple that I described, that white family that I described to you walked in, it was a friendship. Uh, it was another pair of friends, I'm assuming. Uh, another pair of female friends, one black, one white. Once again, walk in. And like I said, the rest of these people are walking in anywhere between 20 to 40 minutes into the movie now. So they are, they have to play catch up. Um, I don't know if they've watched it again, um, but they have to play catch up because no one was, but it wasn't like they wanted to know. That may have been their second viewing. That was my first viewing of the movie, but that may have been their second view, second, third, fourth, whatever. So they probably showed up late knowing, okay, I'm at this part. I knew what happened, what I missed 20, 40 minutes before, you know, I don't know, but nonetheless, Another friend group come in, like I said, black women and white women. A lot of women in this. <laughs> a lot of now. This is about child sex trafficking, right? Um, a lot of women uh, take away the race. The majority of the people watching this film were women. Now I went to the movie theater. Shout out to AMC. They didn't give me nothing free, but I just want to give them one free shout out. Because I do love AMC theaters. But the movies that were obviously popular at the time, and still is popular, Oppenheimer and, and Barbie. Literally, I feel as though once I, 
once I walked in that theater, everybody went to go see Barbie. I saw I saw a, a bunch of people in pink. I saw these two older white women <laughs> dressed in from pink head to toe, uh, um, blonde hair and everything. You know, um, yeah, it was weird because I, when I went in, you know, the the ticket people, the people who take the tickets. One of the girls smiled at me. Uh, she was smiling like, like, was it uh, where you expected me to go see Barbie? <laughs> and then when she saw the movie that I that I that I saw, and I pulled up on my phone because I got the virtual tickets because I I'm a I'm a twenty fourth century man, but I don't I don't do physical tickets. It's on my phone. You know what I'm saying? I'm like I pull it. She's like, oh, like you could tell she was like, oh, you're watching that conservative movie instead of Barbie. Yeah, I'm a grown ass. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't a conservative movie. I'll get into that, you know, but I'm not going to see Barbie. I, like I told people, it, it, there was nothing. It's nothing against Barbie. I love Margot Robbie. So there's a lot of things that she's in that I went to go see simply because she's in it. Barbie could have been that, but I was not going to see Barbie by myself. Hell nah. <laughs> but, um, you know, so again, after the friend, let me stick to the topic. After the friends, after the other pair of black and white friends walk in, right? That's when the white family came in. They didn't come in. It wasn't a biracial family. It was white man, white woman, white daughter. They came in. After that was a black family that came in. Black woman, older black woman, somewhat younger black woman and a teenage black girl. And that was the last of the people who were in this. Not a lot of people, as you can see, as you can do the math for yourself, but the majority of the people who watch this film, and I say this, and I say this proudly, honestly, the majority of the people who watched this film were black. And you know we don't give a we're, we're not going to hold our mouths if we got something negative to say. I don't think anybody in that movie theater, obviously myself included, I don't think anybody in that movie theater had anything negative to say say about this movie. But for everybody that said that this movie was a conservative right-wing propaganda movie and for conservative right-wing pop propaganda to be mainly a white thing. I think y'all feeling, uh, uh, what do y'all got to say to those who made that critique, who didn't even see the movie and made that critique? What do you have to say? What do you have to say about this film. Well, 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 you don't see the you didn't see the film, so you can't say anything about the film. But what do you have to say about my experience? Pretty much. Now you wasn't there, and I can see people say, "Well, I wasn't there, so how do I know you're not lying? How do I know you're not making this up?" The irony, right? You didn't see the video. You didn't see the movie but you feel comfortable talking badly about the movie. 
but you didn't see it. Meanwhile, someone who did see the movie is just painted you a picture of his experience watching the movie. And you don't want to believe the person who actually experienced the movie, but you believe people who obviously didn't watch the movie themselves. You believe their opinion about the movie. That ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't got nothing to do with Angel Studios, Christians, or even white people. It's got everything to do with you. We'll get into that. But that's got everything to do with you. I painted you my experience. The majority of the people that I went, and this wasn't like, oh, you must have been some black part of town. It was... There is no movie theaters in the black parts of towns in Boston. As a Boston native, born and bred, I'm here to tell you right now. There are no, no movie theaters in the black, quote unquote, black parts of towns. We have to go out of our neighborhoods to go to the movies. That's just what it is. So before you get to assuming maybe it was in the black part of town and that's why there was more black people in it. And it had nothing to do with, and even if that was the case, let's just say there was, there was an AMC in the middle of the hood, right? Your point still does not stand because your point is that only right-wing conservatives would like this movie. And yes, there are black right-wing conservatives, but your your point is saying that only white Trump supporters will like this movie, right? And this is a white Trump supporter type of movie. That's your point. And I just told you that was not the audience at all. In fact, I didn't see anybody with no MAGA shirts, no MAGA hats, nothing that screamed MAGA. Now, you don't got to wear MAGA stuff to be a part of that. Maybe the white family voted for Trump. Maybe the white women that was there with their black friends voted for Trump. Maybe some of the black folks there was there voted for Trump. I know I didn't. I didn't, like I said, I didn't have conversations with people. Except for the older black women. And we pretty much was like, yo, this is. Yeah, this was a good film. That was the conversation. <laughs> via our looks it was yo this is a good film you know what i'm saying how you feel i'm feeling good about it that's what it was you know overall we i feel and i want to put and i really truly believe this i want to truly believe this but i feel that we no matter our race no matter our gender no matter our age we all went into that movie because there was people as old as, like I said, maybe in their 50s and 60s. Um, people, you know, like myself, that was in our 20s and uh, that's in our 20s and 30s. Um, and then there were younger, there were two nonetheless, because again, the black family and the white family who sat completely not near each other. So I'm assuming they didn't know each other. It just so happened you still had a, well, no, there wasn't the black family was two black women, like I said, a mother, daughter and probably, uh, you know, a younger daughter or maybe a younger sister of some sort. 
She was young though. She was she looked around the same age as the white teenage girl that came with her parents. So they were the youngest ones in the studio. Well, in the in the movie uh theater, not studio. Shout out to Angel Studios again, but they were the youngest ones. But nonetheless, you had you had from the youth, you had Gen Z, you had generation uh you had millennials like myself and the others and the friend groups that were they looked like they were pretty much millennials. And then you had the had a couple uh Gen Xers up there. I don't think this I think this is we we all saw this film. Now, it would have been great if we had the conversation, but I feel as though we all saw this film because child sex trafficking, sex trafficking in general, um, is something that we feel strongly about. And I believe the same reason why I went to go see this film is the same reason why everybody else in that movie went to go see that, in that theater, went to go see that film. It's a very important issue. Now, on to the actual thoughts about the movie. You're probably wondering, well, well, you know, you're talking about your experience, but not the movie. Let me tell you about the movie. I'm going to try not to spoil everything. I'm looking at my notes right now. There is one spoiler or kind of a spoiler. I don't think this next point I'm going to make, I'm about to make is going to be a spoiler, though. There was no agendas pushed at all. No political agendas pushed at all in the movie. There was no references to any presidents other than the fact that the main actor had a had a speech at the end of the movie where he said that presidents have overlooked this issue. He didn't say left-wing presidents. He didn't say Democrat presidents. He said presidents have overlooked this issue. He mentioned other high political figures. He didn't mention left or right, center, none of that. He said presidents. He named other political officials, uh, like as in titles, not in names. He didn't name anybody. He pretty much said politicians have ignored this issue, but we are the people and people power is what is going to enact change. There was no agenda being pushed. Like I said, the guy, when I described the film, he he used to work for uh, the FBI, right? If I'm not mistaken, he used to work for the FBI. He was, you know, a part of taking down just pedophiles and and creeps that was in the United States. There's this, I'm forgetting the Latin America, um, uh, I said company, country. And I think that's a lot of reason as to 
why folks uh, want to peg it as, you know, some conservative thing or whatever, um, because a lot of what what was happening, the sex trafficking was happening in these Spanish speaking countries. But they weren't doing it to be racist. They were doing it because these incidences were occurring in these places. What you what you want them to do? Make up places? It happened in Narnia? No, it happened in I believe it was like Venezuela or wherever. It was happening in these places. Therefore, they have to depict it if it's going to actually be based on true true events, true story. But I can tell you right now, there was no propaganda, no agendas being pushed. Only, quote unquote, agenda that was being pushed was anti-sex trafficking. And really, why would you want to be against that? If that is the, quote unquote, agenda that is being pushed, is that a bad agenda to push? Anti-child sex slavery? Listen to yourself when you critique something, an issue like this. To hell with what your thoughts about the movie, if you've seen it or not. Right? Listen to yourself when you speak against people speaking against child sex slavery. Are you really trying to die on that hill of defending child sex trafficking, sex trafficking in general? But are you really going to die on that hill simply because CNN wants to die on that hill? Think for yourself for once. Again, take your little personal thoughts about the movie aside. Think about the issue that it, it, it brought to awareness. The ills and the actual fact that child sex trafficking is a thing. And it's not something that you sh- that should be continued to be ignored. It's not something that you should say, well, let's look at the other side about. No. This is not one of those situations. Now, other things, that's the reason why I feel as though people said it was, you know, agenda pushing. Because as I mentioned before, it was made by Angel Studios. Angel Studios is a... Christian based movie studios. They make movies. They're Christians that make movies based on Christian values or how they feel as though Christian values are. Now, it's not really on the nose because they showed a bunch of their previews for their other movies that kind of look interesting. I'm, I'm going to check them out, Daniel Studios. So if you want to give me free tickets to those, I gladly go view them or I just go, you know, pay for myself. But they're pretty much a, a movie studios that's like, you know how Marvel Studios is superheroes. <laughs> Angel Studios is, is Christian-based values. You got other studios that make movies that are kind of, you know, 
if they're not random, they're kind of on the vein of whatever, right? Tyler Perry Studios, you know what his stuff is about. <laughs> so they just have a theme. And I can tell you right now, after seeing one, only one, but nonetheless, only seeing one Angel Studios, Angel Studios movie, that being The Sound of Freedom, I can tell you that it wasn't too on the nose for anybody who is anti-Christianity or even if you are Christian, like myself, there are stuff where I'm turned off by the too on the nose Christianity. I can say that. Maybe you're like, you're not a real Christian in it. I don't, whatever. But this film was not too on the nose when it came to Christianity. Now, there are quotes here and there where it was like, we're all God's children. And you, God's children are not to be sold. But he's right. As cheesy, as corny as you might think these lines are. He was right. And saying that. Take away your little. Again, this is just a situation where you have to be able to look at what. The, the the real important issue here is not your views on on Christianity or even politics. It's a simple fact that this shit is going on right now. And I'm going to say it right now, as I'm speaking to you, as you're listening to me right now, a child is being fucking trafficked. Don't speak it into existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I'm not speaking it into existence. I'm speaking it because it's an actual fact. While you're out here enjoying your life and your freedom, a child is being fucking raped right now. Because shit, sick shit like this is happening. And you don't want to hear the truth. But you don't come to this podcast wanting to hear lies. And ignoring the truth is not going to do away with the issue. That was another thing that was brought up immensely in the movie. Simply ignoring this this, this issue is not going to make it go away. And no, no matter how many times you tell yourself, well, I can't do nothing about it. It's going to be an issue that haunts you for life. Once you get experience, once you, not not. God forbid you experience this shit being trafficked. But once you get educated on it, it's not an issue you can just forget. It's not an issue that 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 will just go away. This is something that I feel as though is is one of those very serious issues to where once you see it, once you learn about it, you can't unlearn about it in the sense that you know it goes on and you want it to stop and you want your your politicians you want you know whoever is in charge you want government agencies you want all this other stuff uh people who have the power and the means to do something about it you want them to do something about it There was also mentions, I have it in my notes, there was also mentions of this issue, the issue being child sex trafficking, um, to be a bipartisan issue and blame both sides for their silence and lack of urgency. 
Does that sound like a right wing or even a left wing propaganda statement? Pretty much, I paraphrased it, but pretty much what the lead actor said was, this needs to be a bipartisan issue. We don't give a damn about how you vote. This is very freaking serious. And both parties need to come together in combating this issue. Again, that was a message within the movie. How is that? If if how um, how is a message like that once again? Right wing propaganda. You don't see right wing propaganda spouting bipartisanship when it comes to <laughs> saving the children, stopping sex slavery, sex slavery. Right-wing propaganda is real, just like left-wing propaganda is real. So for anybody that's like, he's trying to say none of this is real. Stop trying to move the conversation to another thing because you can't argue against what I'm saying. Argue the fucking point. But to address that, if that's where you're coming from, I never said right-wing propaganda isn't real. It is definitely real. I've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast. All I said was it was not real for this movie. Because it was not in this movie. No type of propaganda was in this movie. Not even, quote unquote, Christian propaganda. And if you think somebody saying God's children are not to be sold... God's children should be protected is Christian propaganda, then listen to yourself again. Think, what are you truly saying? He didn't say just Christians. He said God's children. And when they say God's children, they're talking about everybody. They're not just talking about Christians, or at least not the Christians in this movie and not the Christians who wrote that line and not the Christian studio. He's talking about everybody. Nobody should have to go through what um, these children and what these characters, these real life people, by the way, these characters that depicted real life people within who are survivors of child sex trafficking. Nobody should have to go through these things, whether you're a Christian or not. And that's exactly what this, the, 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 Um, main actor was saying. Y'all can spin it however you want because you don't want to admit. Because I know people are going to do that. I mentioned that because I know people are going to do that. They're going to spin it to, well, he's only talking about these types of people. And No, that's not what he said. Stop the tribalism. And look at the very serious issue. Stop it. Suspend all of that just to watch this film. Because if I could do that, even though I don't partake in that stuff much of anyways, but if I could do that, I can definitely. I could have gotten upset and like, how come they didn't care about the Africans being sex trafficked? How come they didn't care about the black folks in America being sex trafficked? How come there ain't no black people in this movie? 
as pro-black as I am, I could have been that. I could have done some goofy shit like that, but I didn't. I didn't because, one, I didn't assume they didn't care about black folks. Also, the issue of sex trafficking, to me, is much deeper than just race, nationality. I want it to end for everybody. I don't want anybody to go through it. Not Africans, not black Americans, nobody. Not Latin Americans, not even white folk, nobody. I want any child or anybody to experience that at all. So I'm not going to bring my own personal identifiers to this movie and say, well, it's not representing this me because I didn't see myself in the movie. If you are someone who's against child, who's against child sex trafficking, guess what? This movie was for you. I don't give a damn about your your religion. I don't give a damn about your sexuality. I don't give a damn about your political viewing. I don't give a damn about your age, your gender. If you are against child sex trafficking, this movie is for you. And you need to take all of that uh, other stuff away and look at this film for what it is. A film that raises awareness about child sex trafficking. Now, I do believe that the film was a bit too dramatic in the sense that there are certain scenes where I'm like, you didn't need to show this scene. You didn't see, need to, like, it's it's weird because we know show, not tell. We're, we're told that within the movie or just creative writing space, whether you're writing screenplays or books or whatever, we're told show, not tell, right? Which pretty much means that show us, or if you're writing a movie, a TV show, show us on the screen what's going on, like how this person is feeling. Show it, have the actors and all that stuff, uh, the characters, really. Um, have them show, like show it. Don't tell us he's sad. Show them being sad or show them being depressed or show them being really disturbed by X, Y, and Z. So I get that aspect. And also within the books, you have to, if it's not visual, obviously, so you have to show it in a way. You have to use words, of course, so you're still telling. But you have to use words in a way that visually um, depicts that person's emotions or whatever that you are trying to show and not necessarily tell instead of saying, he was sad. You you say blah, 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 and you, know, you say something like... Um, he slumped over and gazed at the glass of milk or whatever and and you know his hand was shaking that shows that this man you know his posture is is you know when you are visualizing somebody's posture and they're slumped over and their hand is shaking or you know they're part they're 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 slumped over and they they can't even eat that conjures up emotions in you and that obviously tells you that that person is not in a happy mood you know, um, so something of that nature. But I bring all that up because I feel as though the movie did a lot, uh, a little more sh- showing than and, and a lot of the showing was emotionally showing, not necessarily showing 
uh, the stuff that they didn't show, I'm glad they didn't show. Like, because there were certain scenes where there's a child that was clearly about to get raped. And they didn't show that on camera. They showed it was uncomfortable enough to be like, oh, snap, we know what's going on, but not super uncomfortable to enough to where it's a movie that's literally showing a child being raped. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it was still that uncomfortability was there, right? Um, but when I say it showed a bit too much, meaning that it came to the emotion, especially of the main character. And at the, this happened a lot at the beginning of the film, not necessarily toward the middle and the ending of the film. That's when production to me got a lot better. But just toward the beginning of the film, um, it was just a lot of, hey, guys, look, he's sad. Look at him. Hey, guys. And it was like jump from jump to from emotion to emotion. And I'm like, I already get the sense that this is an issue that he feels super strong enough. He feels uh, he has strong uh, emotions about this issue. Already get the sense seeing as he is on this conquest to, you know, find this missing girl um, and her brother because they're both sex traffic. Right. Um, And to stop this issue. I already understand that this is how he truly feels. Uh, I don't need to see him again at the table and breakfast and his kids are eating and stuff and his wife is consoling him and stuff. I don't need to see all this other stuff. Um, But that's just my, I guess, little gripes about it was at the beginning, they did a lot of showing of like facial motions. It's kind of like those old movies. You remember those old movies where it would just have a nice, like, well, I won't even say nice, but it was a, the camera would be all up on the character's face and you could just see their emotion change. And, you know, they had a little sad music in the background. It reminded me of that a bit, Um, just a modern day version of that. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of old school way of conveying emotion in a movie. Um, But whatever. But that's, I would say, as far as production goes, that was my only problem with the movie. Again, I have an issue with the story. I thought the actors, although I had no idea who any of these people were prior to this film, I I thought they did an amazing job, especially the uh, lead, uh, the protagonist. I thought he did an amazing job. I think all the actors did an amazing job. But him especially. Uh, so <clears throat> let me go on and search real quick the cast of Sound of Freedom so I can give him a shout out. And let me stop talking real quick. So I want to give a special shout out to the actress, uh, the young actress who played Rocio, Crystal Aparacio, I believe is her name. Um, She did an amazing job. Um, 
as Rocio. Rocio is the young girl who was sex trafficked throughout the film. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Jessica Perryman, um, who played the sex trafficker, <laughs> the model who was the sex trafficker in this film. Uh, shout out to her because I think she's gorgeous, but she did a good job acting as well. Um, for some reason, they're not showing the main actor, which is weird. They got everybody but... Oh, first of all, they have... This is not the main actor. So in this list, they have Jim... They have Jim Cavazell playing Tim Ballard. Tim Ballard is the guy, like I said, who... Um, this story is based off of Jim Cavazell was not the actor in this film. Maybe there's another version, um, but it was a white guy, a white American guy, not a Hispanic guy who played Tim Ballard in this one. Um, Oh, I think there's another reason as to why people are getting on this film. Mel Gibson endorsed this film. (laughs) But let me tell y'all something real quick before I get back to my notes. Hopefully this thing is still recording. Yeah, it's still recording. Let me tell y'all another thing. Simply because you have Christians who like this film, or you might have people of a certain political backing who like this film, once again, does not mean that this film was riddled with Christian or right-wing propaganda. I can tell you, as someone who is not of the right wing, who is a Christian, but not a big Christian like Mel Gibson, but I can tell you as someone who isn't of the traditional, I guess the, the stereotypical, I won't say traditional, maybe traditional, I'll even put it there, traditional, stereotypical Christian conservative. As someone who isn't that, I can tell you right now, I still enjoyed this film. And I can also tell you that none of that propaganda was in this film. I know what Christian propaganda looks like. Trust me, I know. I know what right-wing propaganda looks like. Trust me, I know. None of that was in this film. If any of that was in this film, y'all know for a fact. Y'all who subscribe to me, you know this for a fact. You know I would have called it out. You know exactly what I would have done. But you're not hearing me calling it out in this film because it wasn't prevalent in this film. Now, any film in the future, and I've seen film with films with right ring and Christian propaganda in it. Trust me, I have. I just haven't reviewed those films. But uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. But I've seen the opposing side as well left-wing propaganda in films. So, y'all get upset with the conservatives who make arguments. And I will say, when conservatives say this film is left-wing propaganda and and people of, you know, Democratic voters be like, you're tripping, it's not. And I go see that film, I'm like, they got a point. They being the the people who critiqued it as propaganda. This is kind of propaganda. Y'all don't want to admit it because you don't know propaganda when you see it or you just don't want to admit to it. But 
your at least you don't know propaganda when it's done by your political backing, but you can spot it or claim to spot it when it's done by the opposing backing. But it's here. I've seen films like that. With this one, when everyone said it was Christian, uh, right wing propaganda, I can tell you it wasn't. Would I see this film again? <clears throat> if I got another free ticket, nah. But would I see this film again? Absolutely, I would. <clears throat> I typically like to watch films only once. <clears throat> Well, I, I do like to watch films multiple times, but not so close together. Like, I'm not really big on watching a film. Like, I've, I've watched it two weeks ago. I'm not going to watch it two weeks later. I'm the type of person where it's like, I might end up watching it two years later. <laughs> you know, that's how long, that's how much, you know, it is. Like, I, I, I like, I watch films. You know why? I'm the, I know why I'm the, why I'm like that. As a kid, I grew up poor, all right? Or at least not having much. Um, We didn't go to the movies often. Every time we went to the movie, we saw a movie one time. The next time I saw that movie, and and again, we didn't go movies much. We went to the movies once every couple years. Like once, I can tell you, the few I've only went to the movies twice as a kid. One time I was actually a little kid. The other time I was a teenager. <laughs> that was it. As a kid, as a youth, I can tell you those were the only two times I was able to go to the movies uh, with my parents because I guess that was the only two times they felt that we can afford it. I don't know. Well, as a family, let me put it that way. That was the only two times I saw movies as a family. Other times I watched a movie as a kid was either a school field trip, which only happened once, or if when I started working as a teenager and I saved up enough money to go to the movies with you know friends and stuff, or a friend or so, or if I went with a friend and they paid for my ticket. And now I'm an adult. Now I can afford to go to the movies. Don't let it be. You know, I can't even afford to go to the movies now. And a part, a large part of my movie viewing as a kid was at home. VHS tapes, DVDs, stuff I've seen multiple times over and over and over again. So as I got older and as I be, was able to afford movie tickets for myself, it became going to the movies is a luxury of me for me. Um, it's also something where it's like every time I go, I want to see something new. If I want to see the same movie over and over and over again, I get it on I get it on like on demand or something like that. I'm not gonna go out to watch the same movie again. I would only do that if I saw a movie once and then somebody wanted didn't see that movie and they wanted to see it, but they wanted to see it with me. Then that might be a situation to where it's like, like if one of y'all was like, I want to see Sound of Freedom, but I want to go see it with you. All right, let's go see it together. Cool. That's contingent on if I want to go to the movies with you. But, you know, just saying that that's, 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 a no, that's one of the reasons. Now, so I say that just to say I would go see Sound of Freedom again, but probably two years later when it's on DVD or Blu-ray or something. 
not in the movie theater because I already experienced that. Okay, unless somebody right now was to say, I want to go see it now, but I want to go see it with you, then that's a different story. So that's my thing. It has zero to do with Sound of Freedom. It's got everything to do with just me in general. There are movies I saw prior to this movie. Um, Black Panther 2, before Sound of Freedom. Sound of Freedom is my favorite movie of this year. And I know Black Panther 2 came out, what was it, last year or so? Or maybe earlier this year? Sometime. <laughs> it came out recently. Not super recent like this film, but recently nonetheless. And that was my favorite movie before watching this. Now, you can't really compare those two movies. I'm just saying as far as my general thoughts about favorite movies and all. But the next time I would see Black Panther 2, I want to see it either on TV or DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. I wouldn't go to the theaters and watch it. Unless, once again, I don't think it's still in theaters, but let's just say it is. Unless somebody was like, I want to go see this movie. That's it. So that's me saying I would only see this movie once in theaters has nothing to do with my critique. It has everything to do with how I view movies. I would definitely watch this movie again and again and again. As heart-wrenching and sad and, yes, your boy teared up. As crazy as the film is. Crazy in the sense that, oh my God, like this is... Like if you have a heart, yeah, this is it's going to hit you. You know what I'm saying? The red light is on, so I'm going to have to pause um, so I can start up again. Um, but yeah, I, I do got, you know, a couple of points I got to say before I want to play a clip for y'all at the end. And then um, that'll be the end of this episode here. All right. All right. So wrapping up this review, and I say that it might be another 30 minutes or so, but <laughs> wrapping up this review. Um, I want to go over some of the critiques and then just give my overall thoughts about, um, you know, the, the, just everything surrounding this film and all of that. Um, some of the critiques that I saw, um, was some of the worst critiques I've ever seen of anything at all like some of the same critiques that i saw not even just about this movie prior to me watching it but um i was in a high emotional state after i watched this film told you i had tears i there was i was angry all of that um very high emotional state um i don't know why what why i usually when i'm in a high emotional state i don't want to look up some garbage but i did anyways so I looked into some garbage, right? And I was looking at critiques of this film. And some of the stuff, some of the articles that I saw all mentioned the same, pretty much the same thing. Um, experts say that the film dramatized sex trafficking. None of these articles named the experts. There were no stats in any of these articles at all that said that anything was super being super dramatized, which I think that's a weird statement. I'm going to get into that. Nobody, none of these critiques said a damn thing about like none, everything that this film talked about or cover 
because the film had stats. There were stats. There was actual real accounts that were shown within the film. One spoiler. Like I said, I was going to mention this spoiler. So, one spoiler uh, that I'm going to talk about was there's this scene where they're on this island. And um, no, not Epstein Island, although that needs to be talked about um, seriously. Um, but it w- they were on this island. And pretty much on this island was where the model, the main sex trafficker, uh, her and her crew of pedophiles, um, they were at this party. Uh, it was set up by Tim Ballard, Tim Ballard's associates as well, uh, to nab these these predators, right? There was children on this island as well, the children that were being sex trafficked on this island as well as, uh, you know, these, everyone else, all the adults. Pretty much the, 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 the uh, main trafficker and her associates, everyone got caught because it was a setup. The party was not actual, it was not an actual party of, yeah, let's fuck children. It was a setup by, again, Tim Ballard and his associates that wanted to help take down these sex traffickers, right? At the end of the movie, during the credits, they show the actual footage. Now, they blurred out the kids' faces and all that, but they show the actual footage of the woman that um, the actress played and all the other and her associates, they show the actual footage of them being raided by the, you know, the the officers and them getting taken down and the children being saved. That's what really happened. So to say, well, it, it was too dramatic. It dramatized uh, what sex trafficking looks like <laughs> while the film has footage not even just footage of that scene, a footage in general of kids being snatched up and being sold into uh, sex slavery. There's footage of this going on. And yet, experts, in quotation marks, because none of these experts, listen, when everybody, when anybody, and this goes for any topic, if anybody says expert says X, Y, and Z, if someone, if you're in a debate with somebody, argument, debate, whatever, with somebody, and they say experts say X, Y, and Z, ask them to name these experts. If they can't name these experts because they got it from some source that didn't name the experts, it's total bullshit. Like I said, none of the outlets that I, that I saw that said experts said that it was too dramatic, that it dramatized sex, uh, child sex uh, slavery, experts said it, that it dramatized sex slavery. None of that. No, no one named the expert at all. And if you're an expert in this film, why are you? Why would you want to hide your identity? If you're an expert in any film, in any field, me, I would say I'm an expert in creative writing. I'd say so. So if so, if if an article wanted to quote me, 
or got a statement from me or took one of my statements, I would expect to be mentioned. Ernest Sandifer said, expert in this field, Ernest Sandifer said X, Y, and Z. This is what he said. I want them to use the exact words that I use and also put my name in it because that's exactly what I said. And if I'm truly an expert in that field, yeah, I have zero problems with saying, yeah, (laughs) this is what I believe. Via my expertise, this is what my take on this situation is. But none of these quote-unquote experts wanted, wanted their names out there. Why would you, if you're an expert in fucking hair, cosmetology, well, if you wouldn't you want your name out there if someone is going to quote you or mention something, some knowledge that you shared online? Or, or do you not want that type of notoriety? Don't do you not want people to look at you seriously and say this is someone that is actually knowledgeable in their field because they're. They're speaking about this issue and they're also an expert in this. So I think it's really, really funny that these quote unquote experts are not quoted because there are no experts that said that. But let's just say in fairy tale world that there are experts who said that this film, that this film dramatized child sex trafficking. Once again, Listen to yourself when you're talking. Listen to yourself when you're critiquing a film such as this. Are you saying there's a nicer way of child sex trafficking? Because that's exactly what you're saying. If you're saying it was too dramatic, then you're saying that there's a nicer, more kinder way of it happening. So you believe that child sex trafficking isn't wrong, just the harsh way of doing it is wrong. Again, folks, listen to yourself when you make these arguments. Listen to yourself when you quote these people who have zero dignity. You know? My overall thoughts about this situation, uh, man, it's because I know there's people listening right now and they're like, what can we do? And that was pretty much the message at the end of the movie uh, from the main actor again was what you can do is spread the word about this. Talk to your politicians about this. Talk to the people in power. You have more power than you think simply because you're not one of the, you know, police officers or agents who can infiltrate these islands. You're not an FBI agent or you're not whoever, right, who can go to these places, whether it be on American soil or not. Just because you don't have that power and the expertise in that field to go to places and to literally save lives remove a kid out of the hands of a pedophile and arrest that pedophile. And just because you do not have that power, does that mean you have no power in spreading the message and no power in combating child sex slavery? 
just because you don't do any of that doesn't mean you don't have any power at all. And I think that's one of the more motivating things about this film was it empowered the viewer. Yeah, you're going to come out of this film feeling angry, sad. There's a lot of, you know, I guess lower vibrational emotions that you're going to feel. But one of, if not the only higher vibrational uh, feeling that you will feel that's going to overpower all of that is you're going to feel more powerful. Or at least that's with me. I felt more powerful, like my voice mattered more because it wasn't just me in that movie theater, as I've mentioned earlier on, which means that there are a lot more people not a ton of people in that theater, but nonetheless, more than one individual who felt the way that I felt about this film. And to me, that's powerful. I don't care if it was 10, if it was 15, if it was only 18. Heck, even if it was just me and the older man that was there before me. And the fact of the matter is, I feel very strongly about this issue. And people showing up, I'm assuming they did too. Maybe they showed up because they saw the uh, uh, the opportunity to see a movie for free. They saw the same ad that I saw. And it was like, I just want to go to the movies and see something for free. Boom. Or I just want to see something that's cheap because Barbie's is, tickets are probably this high or whatever. Oppenheimer's tickets are probably this high. I just want to see something that's cheap. I don't know. But I would like to think, and because I get the sense that we all cared about it, because, again, a, a lot of the stuff that I've referenced within the movie, like the the messages and stuff, happened during the end credits and after the end credits scene. And everybody... Legit, everybody stayed in that movie theater. Nobody moved until you had staff come in and was like, all right, y'all, the movie's over. What you doing here? That lets me know that I wasn't the only person that really, truly cared to hear what every, what, what, what the message, uh, what everyone, you know, involved in this movie had to say. Or just, you know, the overall message that, you know, outside of the movie sending the message, but what one of the actors of the movies had to say about this film. So that empowered me. And even if I was the only one, this film was enough, was powerful enough to empower me to feel, to make me feel as though that I can do something. I could use my platform like I'm doing right now. I could use my personal blog, which I will get into um, in the future and stuff. I can use my voice in general, my voice as a voter, my voice as, you know, uh, a podcast or a writer, my voice as a person. I can use my power to bring awareness to this very serious issue. So that's what I'm hoping that you get that type of feeling after watching this film. 
if you if you decide to do so. What I don't want you to do is judge this film based off of somebody's positive or negative opinion without formulating your own opinion about it, without seeing the film yourself. Don't go to the people who have no idea what they're talking about. And if you heard that, I just turned on, no, I feel dumb. I really didn't need to turn on my laptop because there is a clip I do want to play for y'all. And this guy pretty much says what I said, but I feel as though uh, maybe hearing it from someone else, maybe a lot of y'all out there, if you heard from someone white, (laughs) you would uh, care more. But, uh, Turn the volume up. I'm going to play this clip. And uh, what this guy said is pretty much what I said. But it's coming from someone else. So. Sound of Freedom, a conspiracy theory movie. Less than one month after liberal media outlets called Sound of Freedom a conspiracy theory movie for QAnon supporters and dads with brain worms for the crime of increasing awareness about child sex trafficking, the FBI announced the arrests of 126 suspects of child trafficking. Of course, none of those outlets are mentioning that. They also didn't mention sex trafficking stats in any of their articles slamming Sound of Freedom in the first place. You'd think NPR, an outlet that claims to be an independent and unbiased news source, would mention the 22 times it covered sex trafficking arrests in the past decade. No. You might expect them to cite the estimate from the Department of Health and Human Services that 240 to 325,000 women and children are trafficked annually in the U.S. alone. No. They could have even interviewed a survivor of sex trafficking to hear her opinion of the movie. No. By the way, those opinions are very positive. Instead, NPR called the professor who ranted that the Sound of Freedom portrayed sex trafficking victims as all the same. It doesn't. Sound of Freedom is a docudrama meant to raise awareness about the prevalence of child sex trafficking and the organizations fighting it. If you're upset that a Christian studio made the film, that conservatives like it, or that it's in the top 10 grossing movies released this year, that's a you problem. Let's- mm. As I've stated before, and like I said, I played the clip because some of y'all probably, I don't know if y'all listened to that, to, to all of what I said. He pretty much said what I, he said what I've been saying here, what it took over an hour for me to say, he said it in one minute and 11 seconds. Um, but nonetheless, I just want to reiterate, as I was stating before, your opinion should not come from bogus outlets that, as he even stated, um, and let me get this man's it was signal something signal.com. Maybe some of y'all recognize the dude's voice. Let me not use clips and not give credit. The Daily Signal. So shout out to the Daily Signal for that. I don't know what type of outlet they are. People are gonna be like, that's a right wing outlet. Again. Does it take away from what he said at all? He was correct in his assessment, just like how I'm correct in my assessment. 
he said what I said. I just took longer to say it because I had to be, I had all this other stuff going on, of course. He didn't describe his movie going experience like I did. But he pretty much said, if you think that this film is not a film worthy of anything, praiseworthy, because Christians like it, conservatives supposedly like it, that is not a problem with the film. That's a problem with you and how you think. And I'm going to just end it at that. This has been another episode of the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. Yes, the Earnest Thoughts Podcast. Not that old podcast I used to do when I reviewed movies and TV shows. I don't do that podcast anymore. But I'll bring back reviews. Because like I said, I was going to review this. So I will bring back reviews on this podcast here. Don't expect one every week. Don't expect one every two weeks. Hell, don't expect one every month. When you when I when I do it, I'll do it. If you want to listen to it, listen to it. Um, I will say that if I do plan on doing a review of a, of of you know a movie or whatever, I will couple that with you know uh, episode like a traditional episode, a tr- you know where I'm not reviewing something. So for those who want to hear the review can listen to it and for those who don't care to hear about reviews you just want my thoughts on something else you can listen to that as well so there's that until next time until next episode please like comment share subscribe hit the links in the description box below <clears throat> that helps support me you want me to continue doing this, especially doing the full-time? I'm going to need full-time support. That's all I'm going to say there. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black Lives Matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And black children. All children matter, but, you know, black children matter. All right? You hear from me when you hear from me. Peace out.